Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Vows. It's your girl, the Flowery, and I'm rocking it out with the most amazing co-host in the world. What's up, fam? I'm back. Man, I'm back at home in the studio with this beautiful lady right here. I've been on the road for a little bit. Feels good to be back home. So good. So good. So, what's up, baby? You had a good weekend? I did, y'all. Y'all know that it is November, and shout out to all my Scorpios out there. So I've had an amazing weekend because I'm continuing to celebrate my birthday, had fun with the fam bam today, then got some got a chance to spend some quality time with my favorite guy. So it's been a phenomenal weekend. How about you, baby? Oh, it's been awesome. Like I said, I was able to get back in town, see the fam, see my baby, see my kids, spend some time with her, help celebrate her birthday continuing this weekend. Also, too, we got to pay some still, pay some bills, get some stuff out the way. <laughs> so, hey, like and subscribe, please, to this channel on all platforms. Yes. We on what? What are we on? What, episode? No. Oh, no. Guys, we are on all social Spotify. platforms. We on everything. Yes. So, uh, hit Facebook. Um, all of our um, podcast platforms. I can't, I can't even think right he can talk tonight, y'all. All social platforms. Just like, share, subscribe. Have your best friend if not already on. And it doesn't take a, but a moment to um, share. So I am actually doing that right now as we speak. Tonight, we're going to continue our series on marriage and addiction. We had a little um, mix up with the schedules and stuff like that, but that's cool because we're going to go ahead and wrap up this series. I pray that somebody was actually touched from this addiction in marriage um, because it's, it's huge. It's been a heavy topic. You know, I've got some great feedback, um, you know, from, um, you know, people who've uh, tuned into the show. And the whole point when we talk about topics like this guys is for um, it to just be thought provoking content for you to start having those conversations with your spouse, with your loved one. If you are, you know, struggling with addiction, you know, reach out, get help. And if you think that your spouse is struggling with some type of addiction, when they come to you, please don't push them away. Please don't uh, make them feel like they are disgusting, like their addiction makes them, you know, less human or anything like that. So you saying people are reaching out and talk to you about this particular topic that we're talking about. What, what are they saying about that? Well, um, I don't want to jump into all of the all of the tea that I got, but guys, um, you know, even one of my <laughs> pause. So Marcus was sipping on some Japanese um plum wine tonight, and I'm sipping on some uh peach tranquility tea, and it's super yummy with some lemon and honey. But guys, I have um, I have heard from people who are who have actually gone through um, divorces because of um, being married to someone with an addiction, and you know, and them just choosing the addiction. And so that's what I that's really what I want to talk about tonight when it comes to. Um, so we talked about how to get help, but I want to talk about like what happens if your significant other, your family, your friend, they choose the addiction over you. They choose the addiction over you. Now, I definitely don't want to, I don't encourage anybody to get divorced. I don't encourage any, but at some point, at some point, you got to realize this person is choosing the addiction over me. What do you think, Beth? Well, most definitely, you know, um, like we've been preaching and talking about, you want to seek to um, set yourself up for success when it comes to dealing and managing an addiction. Like we said, you have to have a mental change. You have to have an environmental change. You also have to seek professional help. Right. You have to do all those things. And if you've executed and done all those things and there is no progress, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel, then you definitely have to make a decision. Right. And I always use my sayings, the juice worth the squeeze. Is what you're doing 
Is it going to be benefiting you down the line? Is it even worth to continue the struggle to go through the whatever it is that you're going through with your spouse, uh, especially if you're dealing with their addiction mm -hmm. um, and trying to be supportive, understanding and all those things. So um, you definitely have to make you, you're going to get to a crossroads sometimes, especially if you're the, the one that's addicted. They're going through all this stuff, but you don't see them 100 percent give themselves to rehabilitation process right. to the healing to the growth to um wanting to get clean to get better in whatever addiction they're dealing with so you, you you have to also think about yourself your children all those things um and like i said is the juice worth the squeeze is it even worth me even sticking around you know like i right. said we're not advocates of divorce we're not advocates of giving up uh, or or even separate. Now, I will say separating sometimes can be beneficial. Not saying this is just the final goodbye, but basically kind of like you need to digress, be alone, uh, detach from the issue, whatever, that person or whatever. So as you can think clearly, right? And have clarity about what you need to do. So that is one thing you can do is kind of, you know, um, isolate yourself kind of, you know, recoup, get your head right. I mean, it's, it's a battle. It's a struggle dealing with uh, addiction on both sides. Right. The one that's addicted to whatever and also the person that's actually coping and dealing with it, exactly. their spouse. So we're both, we understand that, you know, it's it's a tough road. Uh, I'm sure Fly will speak on, you know, maybe the divorce part of it, but I'm like, like I said, I'm a big advocate of staying together through thick and thin, especially if you're married, you've already committed and made a vow before God through the best of times and the worst of times, we're going to stick this out. And that includes addiction. So, um, but at the same point, you have to have your sanity. You have to have a cooperation. You have to have communication and understanding. Right. If you don't have those things, then there's no future with the addiction, especially in your marriage. That's so true. That's so true. Um, another person that I, was, that I spoke to, like I said, they actually went there in the process or the divorce has been pretty much completed. And um, it was hard because, you know, it's hard when your children are impacted um, as a result of the addiction. You know, that's the hard part for me because, um, no, we don't want to be advocates of divorce or anything like that. But at the same time, you want to be mindful of the well-being of your children, even the mental well-being, because when I was... Um, it wasn't one of my parents, but I saw, you know, one of my uh, uncles and aunts um, actually use drugs. And that really messed me up as a child. They didn't know. Um, they were supposed to pick me up from the bus stop. They didn't pick me up from the bus stop. So I ended up walking uh, to the house, uh, to my grandparents' house. And when I got to my grandparents' house, as I'm walking up the uh, walking up the porch, there's, you know, windows that you can see inside the house and you know the the shades are open the windows are open and i look inside the house and i see them doing drugs right and as a child i never viewed it was hard for me to take that take that that mental pic take that picture out of my head it was just super hard i'm like do i, I let them know and they never knew at this point you know both of them have transitioned i never really i never shared because i'm like what do i tell them and so I ran away from the house. I ran away from the house. I went down the street and I literally sat in the driveway of a vacant house um, until my dad came. And I see my, and my dad came probably about an hour or so later. And he's like, what happened? Why are you sitting here? And I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to get into it with my, you know, with my uncle and aunt and things like that. But I do know seeing that definitely um, impacted me as a child when it came to any dealings with, you know, certain drugs and things like that. So I said all that to say, you know, if you are someone who is, um, you know, a spouse of someone who has some type of addiction, whether it's alcohol, drugs, pornography, you know, whatever it is, you know, please be sure that you are looking at the full impact of this addiction and doing everything that you can to get that other person help to support them. Um, you know, and if it comes to a point where you realize that they do choose the addiction over you and the family, then as Marcus stated, 
it may be beneficial for them for it to be some time apart. You know, maybe they go into an institution or maybe um, you, you just get really firm with how um, with your um, your non-negotiables in that relationship. But I'm going to um, share a hotline for anyone who knows anyone or if you are um, if you are um, if you're struggling or if you know someone that's struggling definitely, you know, reach out this hotline that I'm going to share guys. They, um, help with all addictions. It's a national hotline. So it doesn't matter what state you in, what city you in, any of that stuff. Um, this free national hotline, they are there to help you, to help you take that first step, help you take that first step in your journey. Um, and what I do you would, say about taking that first and step? I, I would say, man, when you're dealing with an addiction, you're going to need help. You're going to need professional help. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. If you need professional help, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't have an addiction. You would be able right. to control it. You would be able to manage it and not let it consume a particular part of your life where right. um, it's affecting your relationships and all type of stuff. So you, at some point you're going to need, and it, it could be any addiction from food to drugs, uh, sex addictions, um, any any type of addiction, Alcohol, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna need some kind of professional help at some point. Somebody that can help you manage this thing, show you different tactics, show you different things that you can do to help you cope with this. Find a replacement for. Um, there's all type of programs, but the first step is recognizing that you have an issue, trying to correct that issue, changing your mindset, and seeking professional help, and being open and honest about what you're going through. So it's like it's one thing to seek help, but not to be open, not be totally transparent. And that's totally part of the healing process. You have to be open. You have to be transparent. And it's going to be it's going to be tough because you're going to have them talk to your uncle. And you've done things that you have done behind closed doors that nobody knows about that are going to get exposed. Right. And right. so, you know, um, please, if you know someone, even yourself, dial this number. Mm -hmm. uh, do it now. Don't wait. Uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So as we know, with today's times, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. um, just think about those that are affected about what you're doing. Right. And it's not just you that's going through it. It's others. Unless you hit on with your kids. Kids do what they see you do and right. not so much as what you tell them to do. But like in her case, even though this wasn't a parent or somebody, this was somebody's influence on her life but just imagine if this was her mom or her dad that she saw getting blazed getting high um and what is that lesson what is that teaching your child versus all the things that you're going to see here don't do that don't do this do this but they see you right taking some kind of substance or abusing a substance and it's it's altering your your outset your look your demeanor right. your character your speech everything is being affected how do you think that affects your children and it's so it puts them it puts everybody that's dealing with this in an awkward space so like i said please use this hotline this helpline is there it's 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 there for a reason use it don't be afraid there's plenty of people that have been through this process there's plenty of people here to help you through this thing and right, you guys. don't have to do this alone you do not you do not have to do this alone and then um, before we, um, you know, pivot to another topic on tonight, guys, I just, the only other thing I want to say is if you do come to that point where you do realize that you have done all you can for this marriage, for this relationship, um, you've done all you can for this marriage, for this relationship, for this person, and they have literally chosen the addiction over you, um, and it may not be them because we all we already touched on, you know, some strongholds and things like that. They're spiritual. So we know that it may not particularly particularly be them, but walk away with a clear conscience. That's why we say use these helplines, use spiritual counseling, use regular counseling, reach out to therapists, reach out to, um, you know, sober houses. Do everything you can before you choose to walk away from this relationship. And if you get to the point where you do feel like I have to walk away from this relationship for my safety, for my children's safety, for my sanity, for my children's sanity, for them to know what what, um, you know, a healthy household looks like. 
walk away with a clear conscience. Don't walk away holding guilt because in a relationship that I left, um, you know, I was told by, you know, said person's mother that you need, you need him. You need him to help you take care of those kids. And I'm like, so you clearly know what your son is doing. You clearly know that your son has, you know, an addiction, but you enable him and, um, and you are a crutch for him and you want me to continue to be the same thing. The difference was because I chose my kids' sanity over, um, you know, that relationship. And I felt like I had done a lot, you know, in order, and I had been through so much. And even still, it took me a long time to, um, to have a clear conscience about feeling like I abandoned someone. Like I left that person. And that was hard. That was really hard on me because I felt like I was responsible for, um, I was somehow responsible for his life, responsible for the choices that he made. And, um, and like I said, that was hard. It took me a long time to be okay with seeing him still go through the ups and downs that he went through because you, when you love somebody, you love somebody, right? But at the same time, if that person chooses that addiction over you and you've done everything that you can, then you have to be okay with, um, you know, putting some space and that could lead to, um, you know, in, into that relationship. Yeah, it can. You got to be prepared for that. It's hard, guys. It is hard, Dylan, because you don't know. Because you constantly think, is this time it? You know, is this going to be the time that they that they get it together? Is this, you know, one more time, one more time? Um, but what I found out, you know, so many times, it's like those one more times, that could be the, the one more time that could, you know, your life could be impacted. You know, or, you know, she only drinks, she only hits me when he, when she's drunk. He only hits me when she's, it's like things like that you got to take into account. And again, we are not advocates of divorce, guys. We are advocates of safety, safe and healthy living environments. And um, just do everything that you can to make sure that your environment, uh, that you're in a safe and healthy. But definitely use this helpline. Um, if you are someone who is living with someone or know someone who needs help, call the line, get some resources from them, guys. If you are that person who is struggling with any type of addiction, they it's a national helpline. They have so many resources, tools, things that are available. Use the hotline, guys. Please use the hotline. And for else? those that are listening and won't be able to view us, the hotline number is 1-800-662- 4357. That Thank is a know. national hotline. Once again, that number is 1-800-662-4357. Please use it. It's beneficial. They're there to help. Mm-hmm. They're not there to shame. Right. They're just help. They're there to help you through this process. Simple as that. Absolutely. 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 So, babe. Yes. I know you wanted to talk about another topic. We're just gonna pivot a little so bit. You want to pivot right now? Hey, why not? Ooh, let me just take a sip of tea real quick before we pivot on this night. Let me add a little bit more honey to my tea, y'all. Man, I tell you. <laughs> well, guys, well, go ahead, babe. You can kick us off. I'm trying to understand. I mean, we were going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but no, you need to kick this off because this is something that my wife is really passionate about that I guess this is something that She's been wanting to talk about. She has these <laughs> topics that she really wants to bring forth into a podcast and, and help people. And these topics are quite interesting. Right, right. And this one in particular, she she definitely wanted to talk about. And Yes. So this is, guys, this topic that we're going to be talking about next, this actually is driving me to create a course. Um not even a course, almost like a weekend event um, to help so many women out there. Um, because I don't know, it's just because I'm, I'm such a woman. I'll say that. I'm such a woman. I'm such a feminine woman, right? Um, now, I can exude masculine energy. I have no problem 
no problem stepping up, bossing it up, doing what I need to do. I have no problem. Um, however, I think in our society now, we have blurred the lines of masculine energy and feminine energy. You know, how we present ourselves to the world, how we present ourselves to the kingdom of God. I think that, especially for women, I think those lines have become very blurred. Okay. Now, for me, and this is just for me, right? A, a woman walking around with so much masculine energy lets leads me to believe that there's something and there's some there's some work that needs to be done, right? There's either some work that needs to be done, or she hasn't experienced the power of her femininity. So let me ask you this, babe. So as we transition into talking about women and feminine energy versus women with masculine energy, how do you as a man feel when you see a beautiful woman, beautiful woman, like she, she exudes, you know, all the essence of a woman, but when you interact with her, all she gives off is masculine vibes. Um, from a man's perspective, like I said, it all depends on the type of man you're talking to. Mm -hmm. A true alpha male is going to have issues with a quote unquote, because um, let's just say that is a, an, a kind of uh, an alpha female is going to have a lot of masculine energy. She's mm -hmm. kind of like this boss babe. I'm the center of my own universe. I'm the beginning and the end. I make things happen. I don't need anybody else. I make my own money. I do this, blah, 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 blah. So that can definitely run uh, into a major issue when it comes to a real alpha male. Okay. Now, beta male, they don't mind that at all. You know what I'm saying? They 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 quite want an alpha female, a pretty much a female that runs, has her own stuff, can run her business and run his business also. Right. But a real true alpha, a real alpha dog, a number one, oh, he's not going. That's not going. Well, what does that do? Let me ask you this. So what does it do when you meet a woman and she exudes feminine energy? Um, it, it, it does it make you feel like she's a damsel? Because I think that's one of the, 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 the misconceptions of women with feminine energy. You think that you have to appear weak, helpless, um, like a dumb blonde. All of those things, like you just have to be like this uh, Barbie doll, but that's not that that has yeah. nothing to do with feminine energy. No, so, we want you to be what you were born as a woman, and to be a woman is to be nurturing, to be soft, to be just feminine in her walk, her talk, how she carries herself. She she knows how to handle her business, but in a how can I say uh, in a manner that doesn't come across so domineering, mm -hmm. uh, so aggressive, so in your face, so bold and brash. Um, but she talks loud, you know, walks off but carries. Uh, uh, what's the saying? What. Uh, walks off but carries a big stick. Yeah. That's basically what I'm talking about. <laughs> but a man, a true alpha male or a man period wants a woman that's feminine. Right. She she carries herself a certain way. Um, it's no competition in the relationship. Like, you know, I'm like, dang, like, uh, who wears the pants in this relationship? Like, is she wearing the pants or am I? There should be no question as who is the dominant one. I hate to say dominant, but who is the male in the relationship and who's the female in the relationship. Right, right. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. But I love the fact, like, when you think of masculine and feminine energy, it's almost like a yin yin and the yang. Because both both men and women should harness the um or harness the 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 masculine and feminine feminine energy. It's just that in women the feminine energy will weigh more than the masculine energy. And 
and vice versa with the men because you need men to be nurturing you need men to be caring you need men to you know display some of those you know their their softer side so i'm not we're not saying completely only women can have feminine energy no every individual needs both right but women will um your feminine energy should typically outshine your masculine energy now one thing with feminine energy, guys, what I see a lot of women getting it twisted is that you feel that when you have um, feminine, too much feminine energy, that you can't speak your mind. And, you know, that's 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 a falsity that's out there um, because we have to speak our mind. Do you remember what you told me um, a while ago about my voice a couple months ago, or was it last year, where I mm -hmm. told you I had felt um, I felt the need to silence myself mm -hmm. in our marriage? But what did you tell me about my voice? Your you voice remember? matters um it carries a lot of weight and you have to express yourself how you how you feel what you want what you're looking for in your relationship and anything um a woman right. is not to be secondary it's not supposed to walk behind but walk aside alongside her man mm -hmm. her spouse or with men we're supposed to be helping each other we're a team right this is a team effort so your voice does matter. And like I said, when you're coming at a man with femininity, he's gonna to listen to you more. He's gonna be more receptive. He's gonna be willing to go the extra mile for you when you're not degrading, loud, bold, uh, brash, uh, in his face, um, very just obnoxious with it, quarrelsome. That doesn't do much. That doesn't move me. That's not how we're designed. Mm. We're designed to protect, we're designed to guide, to lead, and to lead somebody, they have to be part of a program, which means they have to be somewhat, and I hate to use this word, but I'm going to say this word, word you know, it's being submissive. Oh, there you go. There be you go. Or cooperative. You know, that's part of being, having feminine energy. I love it. I love it. So the next point is we have to be open to asking for help. So many times um, we as, you know, women, especially in the world that we live in, we don't want to ask for help. We want to we want to be able to show people that we can do it on our own, that, hey, boo, I got this. Like, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Why do you but think that is, actually? Why do you think today's time since we're talking about this? Because why? in in a lot of time, a lot of um, belief systems out there cause women to think I don't need a man. I don't need a man. I might need some good friends, but I darn sure don't need a man. And I can do anything that a man can do. So why would I ask a man for his help? But what we realize when we don't ask for help, guys, it's so, you know, it's great to be independent. And I love the fact that I can be independent if I wanted to, but I want to be dependent on my husband. And I want my husband to be dependent on me, right? It's it's a yin and a yang. It's a give and a take. You complement each other, right? But so many times I see us displaying this masculine energy and not asking for help. We get in our own way. And it causes us to lose time, lose money. When if we would have just stepped back and, and asked for help, we could have got things done a lot faster and probably cost less or we could have made more money in the process. Okay. Um, and another thing guys, and this is what, um, this is interesting, right? Because, um, what I'm, what I'm also seeing when it comes to us not displaying a lot of feminine energy is we're not embracing our sexuality. We don't embrace that we are women, right? We don't embrace that we are women. Um, you know, we don't, so many of us are, um, in the times that we live in, we want to live in a gray area. We want to put things in, in so much gray, but you got to embrace your, your, your femininity, embrace your sexuality, um, embrace the, the beautiful body that God gave you. What do you think about that, babe? It's like, cause now we see so many, now don't get me wrong. I will wear some lounge clothes like this, but I also put on something nice and things like that and embrace my femininity. But I'm seeing so many more of us where we don't do that. It's like sweats and t-shirts and boy shirts and, and big pants and, and, and everything. Right. I mean, that comes with this whole movement of, I want to be free. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to stand out. I want to 
be blended in. Um, but that's just kind of how this movement, this youth movement, the, the way society is now. Um, it is a little awkward, a little weird that, you know, you have, as a woman, you have curves, you have certain things that you want to display. Not telling you got to get wild with it. That's not what I'm saying. Just be you. Just be you. Right? And some people might feel skin. comfortable being in sweats, being in a, a turtleneck, being in a long sleeve shirt. But that's you. That's you. But, um, you know, uh, femininity, being feminine, it has gotten lost in translation through the years, lost in the sauce. And like I said, certain traits. Um, and like I said, I'm going to say the difference is there are going to be certain traits that men have. But the traits that we are attracted to, not because we don't have those traits. Those not see, our, our dominant no, traits. We see those traits in our spouse, particularly for men, for women who want nurturers, she's sensitive, she's sweet, she's supportive, she's gentle, she's warm, passive, cooperative, expressive, modest, has a humility, empathy, you know, affection, tenderness, and all those things. Women are naturally emotional. Men are not, we're not really typically the average man is not an emotional creature. We're not those things. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, <laughs> we're, uh, type of really? Type Did of thing. you just, uh, you know what, I mean? what was that? And y'all was like us an because, was that a, because that a we're strong, man? we're leaders, we're the head. We, we, we do things, we're masculine. You know, we, we exude dominant leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, those things that I just said, that is feminine to us. And those are the things that we like and we want to see in our spouse. Absolutely. And I think a lot of those things have gotten lost in translation. Uh, you have a lot of movement where, you know, it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't need a man. I don't need a relationship. I don't need this. But if we're talking about biblical things, it's like we're all designed to be in some kind of relationship with somebody. Right, right. The opposite sex. Right. And, and I think so, that so many there's a lot of there's a lot of single women out there. And that's what that's again, this is one of the reasons that drove me to do um this upcoming weekend course, um, first quarter next year, um, is because I see a lot of the women who are um a lot of single women, a lot of women who desire to be wed, who desire to be married, I see them, I see this 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 um this off balance of them exuding so much masculine in their masculine energy is outweighing their feminine energy. Another thing that we can oh, go just ahead, real quick to just note on that. If you're dealing with a heterosexual man, a man that is attracted to women, he doesn't want to date a dude. If you're a woman that has masculine energy, it's like he is talking and conversing and having a relationship with a man. That is a massive turnoff. If that hasn't dawned on you, that's what it is. He sees qualities in you that he has as a man. And that's where we're saying a woman that has masculine energy, she's coming across, has manly features, manly conversation, manly thoughts. That is not attractive to a man, period. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care how she sounds, what she smells like, what she drives. What... And typically, I'm going to be honest with you, men don't really care about your bank account, your job. None of that. If you come on us sideways, if you sound like our homeboy, <laughs> our homie, really? that is not attractive to us. If we're taking you out on a date and you come dressed up, like got some heels on, this bad dress, got them things pushed up, looking good, hair whipped, and you say, what's up, bro? What's up? Like, let me tell you something. Now, I don't need you. Let me tell you what I could do. I could buy all of it. It's like, we don't, that just, we just turned you off. <laughs> In the brain, and we're and now in true. our mind. We're like, that's true. Okay, when is this date over? That's true, man. Okay, guys, I know we got to get ready to go to break. So we'll... a real man ain't gonna want to date no masculine woman because that's like dating to do. Oh my gosh, this is true stuff, guys. True stuff. So please, 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 um, stay right there. We'll be right back on Beyond the Vows. We are talking about, um, you know, women exuding masculine energy. So we'll be right back, guys. No. <laughs>
Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and open their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Vows. It's the buoys rocking it out tonight. Um, And on this half of the show, we have been talking about women with an... um, with an overpouring of masculine energy. So we just been giving some tips, some high, you know, some real high level stuff. We're not going into too much detail, but the next thing that I want to share is I, you know, we should, as women, we should be reclaiming our beauty, reclaiming the word beautiful. And what is that? What does that mean to us? It's like, what, what does beauty mean to you? Right. You know, I know in the world that we live in, you know, with so many social platforms and stuff like that. So many of us, um, you know, we body shame ourselves. We're comparing ourselves. We're trying to drop this, snatch this, lift this, push this, you know, all of that stuff. But really we should be, you know, doing that time of rest. And you guys know I'm a big component of rest. I'm so excited because I'm about to, you know, take some true sabbatical time and just pause for a little bit. Um, because I need it. My body needs it. And so I said that to say, your body will let you know when you need to pause, right? So my calendar was pretty open today um, so that I could pause, spend some quality time with family, try to, you know, just really recalibrate and recenter myself. Because if you don't, then your viewpoint of what beauty is and all these other things will be, um, it'll be, tempered by the world instead of by your inner compass. So what do you think about women owning their beauty? Uh, it's a necessary thing. It's part of the process of being a woman. It's part of being feminine. You got to embrace your beauty. It's the whole essence of who you are. Y'all are beautiful, attractive creatures. We love the curves. We love the hair. What if you ain't got no curves? What if you're a part of it? It doesn't bitty, matter. Bitty, bitty, you're going gonna to find somebody that's going to love whatever it is you got going on on, on that little body of yours. <laughs> you need to embrace it. Right. Own it. Love yourself. Right, right, and that's, right. And I, I just, I hate the fact, and this is the biggest thing. I know I'm up here scratching it like, oh, you on that booger sugar or something. But I'm really? just like, I got, no, 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 I got like sugar. a little rash or something from out working up. Anyway, that's off topic. But anyways, um, I'm gonna put some cream on. I'm gonna put some cream on. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) the boy itchy. But um, reclaim your beauty, guys. Reclaim your beauty. It's, I'm. It's it's amazing to see women who are beautiful. Like I say, I they say beauty's in as a beholder. They are really physically attractive women, Uh, and it ain't even about having a big butt. Having the big breasts, to be having what you see on IG or social media, anything about that. It's really about how you feel, how you carry yourself. I've seen some ladies, just like my wife, who are very beautiful women, but they don't fit the IG model type, the bodies, right, the look, right. they don't carry themselves, and they bet because of how they carry themselves. They have an essence of feminine about them. They walk and move in circles. They walk and move in a certain way that demand respect. They demand that you look at them and value them a certain way without having to put everything on display. So I'm saying all that is like, love yourself, own what you have. I'm telling you, there's somebody out there that's going to love it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just be happy with what you have. Don't look at your next sister, this other chick, or this woman down the street. Look at what you have. Work with what you got. You know what I'm saying? And don't be shy about it. You know what I'm saying? Own it. If you got it, if you part of the, the little booty committee, <laughs> little booties need love too. I, I hate this. It, it is, it is what it is. Everybody yes. wants to have the big dong. I'm just going to be honest. 
they want to have the bad body and all this because this is what you see. And they feel like a lot of women are insecure because this, if you don't have those things, you're not going to be accepted in society. And I'm here to tell you that is a farce. Don't listen. To Very that. true, guys. And um, the last two points, guys, that I want to just briefly touch on tonight. One is going to be reconnecting with your body, like learning how to. Like I said, doing those pauses, doing those holy pauses, doing those doing that sabbatical time, really learn how to listen to your body. Know what your body's going through. Understand if your body um, is changing after you eat something, right? Understand if your body is telling you that you're missing on something, such as, um, like for me, I realized I wasn't eating as much fiber as I needed to. I realized that last week, I'm like, mm, I'm feeling kind of strange. Um, and I realized I wasn't eating as much greens. Like I wasn't putting a lot of good stuff into my body and I could tell the difference. I could tell my energy. I could tell me being lethargic. I can tell that even though I'm busy as heck, I still can tell the, the change in my body. Right. So definitely, um, increasing that feminine energy, right. Will give you time um, to connect with your body. Right. And then the last point that I want to touch on tonight is, and Marcus is going to laugh, but you know, part of being a woman is reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with the elements. Right. Um, Marcus knows that I will go out and I will ground in a minute. I will be barefoot. I will lay in the grass. I will take a nap in the grass. Like I love nature. I love water. The kids know I used to take them on nature walks. Like, why is my mama taking me? Because I love reconnecting with the earth, right? Um, but what's one thing that you can do if that's not your thing is at least reconnect with water. When was the last time that you actually took a bath and just soaked in the bathtub? Mm. When was the last time that you, you know, um, you know, put candles on or essential oils in the shower and just allowed the steam to just rise up and just, you know, penetrate your pores and, and all of that good stuff. It is so vital for us to, you know, just connect with nature, like put some eucalyptus in your shower and just breathe it in and, or, you know, just take a long bath, like run you some bath water, put some candles, some music, and just take time to reconnect with the elements. Like I love candles. That's why I started making them. I love candles. I'm out. I need to make some more candles. Um, I love me. I love the fire. I love the smell. I love water. I love it. But that's all a part of being feminine, right? Um, and so we just want to touch on that tonight, guys. Look forward to more, um, you know, shows on femininity and masculine energy versus feminine energy. We're going to talk about what some of these guys need to do to increase their masculine energy because we have too many beta males out there walking around unbalanced, showing, um, exuding way more feminine energy than they are masculine energy, right? And um, which is causing an imbalance, especially for those of us or those of you who are dating and looking to be in serious relationships or marriages that's going to work. It's not going to work like that because that's that's out of order. It's out of order. So um, I know we're going to pivot and jump into our ace metaphor. What ace? Somebody got to tag hold ace. On for a second. Before we get into tonight's conversation, I just want to recap. We uh, wanted, I, I just wanted to go over again oh, okay. the National Helpline okay. um, for your addiction, for your abuse, anything that you're going through like that. It's 1 800 662 4357. Please use this hotline. It's there for you. Yes. Um, please do that. Seek the help, the proper help. It's not only you going through, but everybody else that's attached to you. Then we talked about women and feminine energy. Men don't like that itch. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like dating a dude. Women should be feminine. Men are masculine. Women should not be masculine and men should not be feminine. Although they, 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 these lines are getting blurred and that's why we're having this discussion and this conversation right now. Then also to ladies, embrace your femininity. Just embrace it. Own who you are, own your body, your mind, your essence. It's a beautiful thing. I gave it to you to flaunt and to be bold in that thing. Like I said, just my wife is a living, breathing example of that. She, she's beautiful. She's feminine. She's powerful. She speaks eloquently. She speaks her mind. 
She does <laughs> a lot of things. And it's just of like, speak my mind. to me, it's she true. is the definition of a boss feminine woman. You can be a boss babe, as they like to say, but be feminine. You don't have to shame men. You don't have to degrade men and think that you're on a man's level. Be in your own world and let the men be in their world. Okay. So um, I just wanted to say that. That's what I got out of this. I hope you guys, you know, um, take a lot from these uh, discussions. And um, please use that helpline, though, if you're yes, dealing guys. with that. Please, please, use please, that. please. So we're going to get into tonight's conversations. I got some crazy questions here. All right, these, hold on. these Ace Metaphor questions. These cards are by Ace Metaphor. Look them up. They're very cool. They have different renditions, different editions of these cards. This is uh, a relationship debates. If you haven't seen our show, Typically, the last 15 minutes, we go over these cards that have great questions that really thought provoking and make you go, hmm, hmm. In, in your relationship or in a, a relationship scenario. So I've got quite a few that's really going to be like, what do you Let's what's... rock it out, Mr. Bowie. All right. There's five of these. So hopefully we can get four. There. Let's go with number four. Let's start with four. Okay, five. So a woman asked <laughs> really, a man. Really, you disregarded. A man. Y'all saw this? Y'all saw this? I said straight, number four. Straight out. <laughs> I ain't about that book. Whatever. All right. A woman asked a man to use the money he planned to spend on an expensive date to help her with the bill and suggests they just take a walk instead. He refuses. Who's wrong? And please explain. Read it one more time. A man asked a man to use the money. A man asked a man? I said a woman, I'm sorry, excuse me. A woman asking me. Okay. The money that he's been saving up that I guess she knows about that for them to go on this expensive date. Like I guess he's gonna take her to Steak 48 or Ruth and Chris. Okay. She's like, instead of you saving up for that dinner, I need to help with this light bill and the cell phone bill. Mm. Can you pay that? And we just gonna take a walk in the park. He's like, hell to the no. Mm -mm. So who's wrong and why? How do you feel about that? Um, is he wrong or is she wrong? No, if they're just dating, she sh she should have her finances in order, or she should have said something prior to. Um, it like how does she? I don't know. It's like how does she even know that he was saving up this money? He probably obviously he mentions it like, hey, I want to, I'm saving up. So obviously, I'm going to say he probably doesn't have a high paying job and he has to save up a certain type, uh, a certain amount of money to take her on a date. Like he's mm. probably, or she might have said, oh, I want to go to Steak 48 one day. So he's saving up for, you know, this big bill dinner. And she's like, uh, instead of you saving up, I need you to pay this bill. No, I think that she is wrong. I think that she is wrong because you shouldn't, for one, you should, you should, from, I'm a firm believer. You shouldn't be dating nobody if your finances are not in order. Um, Everybody wrong. I know, but <laughs> I learned, guys, I learned this from my little brother, my little brother. I low key thought my brother did not like women. I thought that my brother Lord, was. Is he on? Shout out to the little brothers. He there, knows so. this uh, conversations. He knows, but he said he was like flower. I don't want to date anyone until I'm able to really date them. Right. I don't like he's like, what do I have to offer anybody being, you know, this broke college student, you know, sex and being intimate. That's going to be there. But what do I have to offer anybody right now? Facts. Nothing. Facts. Nothing but some literally that. some heart and some bubble gum. As who said that? Mike Jones, whoever said it. But he's that. like, that's all I got to offer. So with that mindset now, that's how I'm teaching my kids. Um, and I hope they follow that as adults. But I'm gonna say the old girl was wrong. What she think? So, so I've been in these type of situations before. So if you know, I got me a little ten hour um, paying job, ten dollar an hour paying job, and I'm up here hustling. I know y'all like, damn, ten dollars. That's all y'all heard was a ten dollar. Like, man, that nigga broke. But anyway, so if I, if I'm supposed to say n word, I think so. I'm saying he make it ten dollars an hour. Y'all like, damn, he broke already. But anyways, anyways. You're dating me, so I must not be that real. So anyway, so in this scenario, if I'm saying, hey, I want to take you out, and I want to, you know, she's made statements that she want to go to a certain restaurant. I know it's expensive. I know I got to save up for this thing. 
But if she comes to me and say, hey, instead of taking me out, can you pay this bill? I have no, I have, and we're dating. I had no problems with that. That That's one last thing I got to do. I ain't got to so take you, you out. So you would give her the money for the bill? You know, so you I ain't think, taking out the dinner so and the he, bill. You think he was wrong for not giving her the money? No, I think it's either or. Me personally, I would have been like, she said she wanted the bill. If we're dating, this ain't no, or this ain't or, no new shit. Dating, I'm saying if we've been saying, dating for a while, and she's like, hey, instead of this, I I need you to help me with this. I would I say let's go home. half. I'm like, I'm like I, cool. Let me back up. I would say I ain't taking. You if to this, this is somebody that you care for, no maybe heat. if something happened with their financial they financial situation, I would say you know what, babe, I'll go I'll go half on the bill with you. But I'm not. Maybe I still want to go to stake forty eight. Maybe I still want. Uh, maybe uh, I still want. Have both, my, <laughs> who knows? I'm just saying. All right, what's I'm the just, next one? I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't have a problem. No, I'm not giving you all this money because I wasn't spending all the money on you. I was gonna benefit right. from this. This is too. probably one, and this might hit a nerve for some people. Uh, let us know if this has happened to you or anything like. So your significant other wants more kids, and wait, your significant other doesn't want more kids, and you do. Is this something you? Within a otherwise healthy relationship, over. Um, I was actually in a situation. My ex husband he wanted more kids, and after he cheated on me, um, or was this before the cheating? I mean, it was cheating the whole time. But anywho, um, technically, we only had one child together, and he wanted another child, and I refused to give him um, another child. Um, it didn't end the the relationship didn't end over not having another child, um, and I really didn't think a lot about it. I just knew that no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. What do you so think? So this says, and I always pay attention to what the card says. It says your significant other doesn't want more kids. So y'all already got kids, or one of y'all have kids. So there's mm -hmm. already kids in the in the picture. It's not like they don't have kids. So you have children. Right. They just just don't want it anymore. Um. It would be a little disappointing to understand that they don't want to have any kids. If we already have kids, then right. we already have children. That's a blessing in itself. So the fact that my spouse may not want another one, yeah, it would be a little disappointing, but that's not a deal breaker to say, oh, I'm ending this relationship because she doesn't want to have any more babies. Especially as a guy, as a man, and your wife doesn't want to have it because maybe she had difficulties. That is a whole process of carrying a child. Your body changes, moves, and you can have had you could have had issues before. They just don't want to go down that road anymore. So you have to be understanding. Most men, with wives like my wife, has had issues with that, and this last one was taxing her body. Um, so yeah, that the chances of having another child is highly unlikely. So it's like I wouldn't even if my wife was like, no, I'd be like, okay, I understand that because of the trauma and stuff she went through. Yeah, but that's definitely not. Died. That's not a deal breaker. So that's weak. But you know, there are. I've now, seen you men, have I've no seen men children. from other countries who have who have divorced women because they couldn't have kids. But I will that's say this: if you don't have kids and you end up in a relationship with this person, and then you find out they don't have kids, you didn't go through the uh, correct interview process. Mm. That should have been discussed a long time ago. <laughs> All, All right, right moving next? on. Your significant other tells you that they were close to a possible physical cheating session, but they thought of you and came home. What's the first thing you would say to them? Get they out. were close. <laughs> they didn't cheat. I would say get out. No, no, no. I would want to. So, okay. So, I'd be like, so. So, so. You like to ask so, all the questions. So, I would be like, I'd be like so, bro, get so, out. You said close. How close were we talking? Was it like that TikTok were video? You, like y'all couldn't do it because it was too big. Were both y'all close? Or were y'all both no close? <laughs> were y'all in the car and you was kissing? Like I want to know how far. I don't even want to know. No, Just no, the no, thought no. of no, you no, being no, no, willing no. to because cheat. That's enough for me. That's yeah, that's yeah, enough. for sure. For uh, sure. I don't want to know nothing from you because I'm done I mean, with you. I'm done. So, what's the first thing you would say? Get out. Okay, so you done with? That. I want to ask. I want to know, like, when you say, but the thing is, they didn't, right? But they so were I'm about like, to. Like, but I want to know why. Like, what made you go there? Did she change her? How did she far, change her mind to be like, oh, how far did it go? And but does it matter? So yeah, I told yeah, you, babe, yeah. I almost cheated on you. Yeah. 
all we did was kiss yeah. and we got to like yeah. second and a half yeah. base. Yeah. Would you be cool? Okay. First of all, you're forgetting. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. If you got time into your relationship, this ain't something that you just like, oh, you what? I'm done. No, if you've been in the game, y'all been in, in the trenches in your relationship, you want answers. You want to know why? You said you almost, but you didn't. What I'm glad you said that but you didn't. But is the relationship over for you? That's my thing. Would you still, nah. would, you would keep the relationship if, if, if the woman told Did you. Did she say she cheated? No, she, she said she possible. almost te- cheated. So I mean, she had. Almost. She had. But almost don't. Almost does no. count. With cheating, almost does count, bro. Because you first you started cheating. Almost does count. Almost does count. That's like, yeah, because it's almost kids, start, but it's not. No, if you start cheating mentally, that's just as bad. That's just like yeah. sin. Sin starts in the mind, y'all. You know that. So if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm mm-hmm. mentally cheating on you, I'm already cheating on you. So we on the same thing. But my thing is, I just want question. I, I want question. But you said answers. the relationship wouldn't know. be over. It wouldn't be over right then because she did not cheat. Ah, please. She just trying to find somebody else to cheat with. All right. What we, if that, what we, if, we're going to have to be indifferent on this one. Like I said, I want, I, I didn't say I wasn't going to end it. You sound like, okay, I just you want, didn't cheat. Let's I want keep question. She didn't cheat. All right, next. Oh my gosh. Cheating is mental. Here you go. Here you go. A woman catches her husband in a non-sexual emotional affair. She tells him it's worse than a non-emotional sexual affair. Do you agree? Why yes. or why not? Like I said, it's all mental. If you got somebody's mind, they gone. They gone. If you got somebody's mind, y'all. But she didn't go through with it. This one, they went through with it. I'm saying she was almost there, but she didn't. She's, so I just want to know was, how a far A woman is go. almost there because you have her mind. But she didn't go there. Otherwise, she would have went she there. Would, she already went there mentally. So, but part of her said no because of you. She just said, I thought of you, I came home. Trash. I'm like, you should have thought of me before you went over there. Like, oh bye. Like, what's what's gonna stop you from doing it again? The thought of you, just like you said, I thought of you and you I should have thought it. about me before you took your butt over. All right, the last one, y'all. A man is dating a woman and she becomes pregnant. Once the baby is born, he finds out she didn't give the child his last name. Mm. He breaks up with her. Is he overreacting? I think he is overreacting. Why? Well, it's his name. Mind baby. you, they had a good eight eight months. It's his seven baby. and a half eight months to talk to talk about this. It's so, his baby. My why, thing, why would a woman not give her the baby's nothing? Why? Why would y'all do that? Because you didn't marry me. Okay. So the child is gonna have my name. Oh Lord, y'all, Riley is cutting up. But um, yeah, you didn't marry me, so the baby's having my last name. So he's baby, well, he's well within his rights to say deuces. Really? Oh, you didn't get the baby in my last name, but you didn't have a problem. I'm sitting up here taking care of you. Really? I didn't bought this. But your name on the birth certificate, I didn't had to go out in the middle of the night to go get ice cream, uh, ice cream and pickles and Slurpees. Uh, uh, I had to rub your, uh, your feet. I didn't had to um, deal and, and, and rub your shoulders on. And you had the audacity to give the baby your last name? I gave the baby my last name. No, but I mean, I understand. But your I name on the birth certificate, so I mean, what? If I sign that birth certificate, the baby's gonna have my last name. Well, guess what? In the state of Texas, you ain't gotta sign it. I gotta put your in name. In the state of Texas, I'm gonna sign it, and the baby's gonna have my last there. name. I know that. And much. you the father until proven otherwise. Boom. So we don't have that problem. So we marry y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> that wraps up our questions, our uh, conversation pieces tonight. Hope y'all enjoyed those. Like I said, these are about ace metaphors. Look them up. They got different renditions. This is relationship debates. They got some steamy ones that I wanted to go over, but man, we got to keep That's it straight. After right? Yeah, we got to keep it PG thirteen. I don't know. What you think about getting on Clubhouse? What you think about taking? Uh... I have no dealings with COVID. I don't even know what that's like. So thank you guys for jumping on here. No, but you know what Clubhouse is, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was so saying, you, what do you think about 
having some of our after dark conversations on Clubhouse, like telling everybody to come on over oh. and join our room on Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah Clubhouse for sure. Thank you guys uh, really? for joining you our stop show. Disregarding me. I hope y'all enjoy the content. Did y'all see this? Oh, we're going to have a nice conversation. The after information this show. we went over today, this is, this is great stuff. We thank mm. y'all for joining us. And uh, we wrapped up our uh, addiction and marriage series. Hope y'all was able to learn some stuff, get some good information, hit up that 1-800 hotline. <clears throat> uh, my wife wanted to address the masculine energy thing with the ladies. Y'all definitely Yeah, we're going to address the super alpha energy and too. So, and ain't going to address that. It oh, is yeah. what it is. Oh, yeah, we are. But um, love you guys. Hope you guys will join us next weekend. Yes, guys. Um, and remember, never settle. I had a lot of more stuff. To and say. remember, hopefully never we can it. bring in some guests and have some more topics coming in and some more great content. Oh, he's oh my but, god! This will happen when you come go back ahead, home baby. in the studio. Go I already did my part. I already did my part. Good night, guys. Always take it to the next level. Until next time, peace. Good night, guys.